0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ,
1: and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the first Wednesday of the month, which means it's time for Kathy Hester's Vegan Kitchen. And she is gonna be creating a vegan feast for St. Patrick's or St. Patty's Day, whichever you prefer, hence the reason I'm wearing green. I can't wait to see her ingenuity. And just so you know, the Wednesday shows from now on will be at 9 a.m. Pacific time. The Sunday shows will be at 9 a.m pacific time. The other five days of the week at 11 a.m pacific time. Please welcome back the guru of inventing fabulous recipes and demystifying every piece of kitchen equipment so that you don't have to, Kathy Hester.
2: It is such a pleasure to be back on your show as always. <laughs> so we're going to make corned jackfruit, which sounds really weird. And let's say you don't have jackfruit. We'll talk about the different ingredients. This, I did like, this is a very much a multi-step recipe. It has a lot of ingredients, but it's very simple to put together. So take a deep breath with me. Don't be intimidated. It's all going to be okay. I have kind of quartered about three cups of mushrooms and I'm going to go ahead and put them in the oven. And we're going to do probably, I'm, I'm trying to speed it up so I have it on 375 on convection 350 would probably do it. I just want these guys to reduce a little bit of the liquid that they have so that they're a little more flavorful. I know you love to roast things too. Yep. And so I'm not putting anything else on there. So again, this is a step but and and this I will tell you this if you are cooking oil free like one thing that is magical pre-cut parchment paper (laughs) it's one of my big splurges so the magic of the corned stuff is this marinade that we're going to cook things in and so I'm going to put about three cups of water in here and then I'm going to start putting a whole bunch of stuff I know that chef AJ is going to put the recipe in the notes
0: Doing and that I'm, now?
1: Doing that right now.
2: And I can tell you right now, too, that I'm going to be checking my little cheat list that's over here to the side because it's too much for me to remember. One of the ingredients that you probably won't have is my dry vegan beef bouillon. There is a link to that recipe. It's super simple. It's basically mushroom powder and herbs. And you're like, mushroom powder is really expensive, Kathy let me show you the beginning of my free mushroom powder. So those mushrooms you just saw, I took those big old unmanageable stems. I'm going to cut these in half to hydrate them like in my Breville or Ninja. You don't need like a thousand dollar dehydrator. Go to, go to the thrift store and then just grind it up in a coffee grinder. I always think of it as free found mushroom powder and I love it. So then the next odd ingredient, we're gonna use a tablespoon of pickle juice. So if you don't have pickle juice, then what you can do is maybe just put some nice apple cider vinegar, maybe about a tablespoon and some dill. Because I know it's hard to find no salt pickles because of the pickling process, then what we're going to do is put in about a teaspoon of vegan Worcestershire sauce and you might be going Kathy that oh it does say vegan huh some of them don't say vegan but read the ingredients what would make it not vegan is anchovies because of allergies now I think it's the regular Whole Foods one and so this is going to be about a teaspoon. Um, I'm finding more and more without, which is really great. We're going to do a teaspoon of garlic powder. And you know what? If you wanted to use chopped garlic, you sure could. But again, I'm making you get out like 10 things to put in here. I'm not going to be mean about the rest of it. Half a teaspoon of coriander. And all of this is what's going to give that real good corned beef flavor. So usually things like corned beef and stuff like that, um, those were kind of cheaper, not nice cuts of meat, which were like, ha, we don't care, right? We're vegan. However, because they weren't that awesome, they literally had to find wonderful ways to flavor it. And everyone's always like what does jackfruit taste like and I'm like nothing it should taste like kind of like tofu and let me get my black pepper so I put in a little bit of cinnamon I put in some onion powder putting a little black pepper you could put some red pepper in there but I would like Cheryl to eat it so I'm not going to i going to do like a pinch of mustard powder And I think a pinch is officially like a 16th or 32, 32nd part, but let's not get that uptight. Again, I'm proud of you for doing all these things so far, (laughs) right? But do you see what I'm saying? It took a minute to get everything out and I'm just going to kind of whisk it together And I'm on a new induction burner, so this could get exciting for all of us. And I'm just gonna heat that up a little bit. And I'm also gonna go ahead and use a tasting spoon and just kind of taste it off to the side a little bit.
0: So whenever I, I made
2: this recipe up on a YouTube last year, And I haven't really revisited it since. So what would, I think it needs a little more Worcestershire sauce. So I'm going to add a little more. I would like it to have a little more, oh. Also, a lot of this is going to get reduced. So the flavor is going to be a little bit stronger. And if anybody has questions, I I can talk while we're doing the thing. And this jackfruit just came from this can. It's young jackfruit and brine. I rinsed it and I'm gonna keep it in these little cubes. So I'm just gonna kind of put them in here, hopefully without splashing all over the world. And we're just gonna kind of infuse them a little bit with this and then, You don't need to use a whisk, I just have it. So I'm poking with the whisk, right? And this is gonna help give it a little bit of flavor. We're gonna let it cook for a few minutes, about 10 minutes. I'm gonna, you don't wanna bring it all the way to a boil, but I'm touching the boil thing. And let's see what else I can talk about while we're waiting for this to happen. we're just laying this infuse, then I'm gonna use a slotted spoon and then I'm gonna put it on the other baking sheet. Then in this beautiful broth, we're gonna cook potatoes, carrots, and cabbage. And so this is gonna really make kind of a wonderful nutritious meal with a little bit of this wonderful brine flavor to it. Have, when you ate meat, Chef AJ, did you ever have corned beef?
1: Yeah, I, you know, we we did. We were Jewish. I mean, I still am Jewish. And I, I never understood what the difference between corned beef and pastrami was though. Can you explain?
2: It's the spices. So I believe pastrami, pastrami has a lot of the stuff packed on top of it. So it has, it does have some briny elements to it, but it's more of like encrusted on spices which would be super easy to do like a tofu or a tempeh or honestly a lentil loaf. You probably can make lentil loaf. Well, I'm still not helping you chef AJ. Um, I never loved it all that
1: much. You know, I love the stuff that went with it, you know, like the sauerkraut on the Reuben and the dressing and the meat part was always the part I liked the least.
2: I agree. I agree with you. Um, And a lot, I think it goes back a lot in many early traditions, like Jewish food traditions as well, is that when you're looking way far back and like same thing with like Polish food, Russian food, we're looking at, at times when food wasn't as easy to get. And people didn't have, you know, they couldn't go, oh, I'm just going to go down to the deli and get some corned beef, right? (laughs) You're living out in the middle of nowhere. So they're taking these tough cuts of meat, which I think to some people, if you're looking at tempeh and jackfruit and things that people are a little like, well, that doesn't taste amazing, I think it makes a good kind of comparison to use some of those strong flavorings people used on those not so nice cuts of meat can flavor up some of what I love jackfruit, but you have to do it right. Some people, the, a friend of mine got tofu a few years ago for me, and she took it out of the package and sliced it and put it on
0: my plate. <laughs>
2: and see you can say oh i can't eat that i can't have soy (laughs) and i just choked it on down right because it was so sweet that she thought of me and did something extra but things like tofu tofu is very mild jackfruit's very mild so no one's going to be like i don't like it the way they do tempeh which can have some bitterness to it But this would be great with tempeh instead of um, jackfruit. You could put some cubes. This steams the bitterness away and would soak in some of these flavors. And the brine would help that a lot. So that's just kind of the way I'm looking at all that.
0: Let's see.
2: And it's funny because Chef AJ was saying, oh, if you could keep this one a little bit shorter. And I was like this is not the one that's going to be short. So I'll let you look in here and you can just see it's just kind of cooking and I wish you could smell because you can smell all those different spices and it's really nice. It's a little bit of everything and this is going to reduce some and this is it'll pick up a little bit but it may not pick up a whole lot. So we're If I were not doing this live, I probably would cook it another 10 minutes. But I think what we're going to do is just go ahead and let me um, change, change the oven rack real quick. And then we will get that in here too in the
0: oven, possibly. You can hear all the clanking. There we go. The mushrooms are looking good. Okay. So all I'm gonna do is take my little happy slotted spoon.
2: And it's really important to not skip this step. I find that jackfruit is awesome. You could do this in the air fryer or the oven. And this is gonna dry it out and give it more of a beefy look and mouthfeel. So it'll be a little chewier. Jackfruit isn't super chewy,
0: it's very soft.
2: And you could do this with a fresh unripe jackfruit and you can check on YouTube about how to break that down and you will never ever find a video of me doing it. like this sticky sap comes out, it's, it's a lot. I don't use a whole lot of canned foods all the time, but jackfruit is one that I do. And you can also put these bits into a food processor and just process them. And you can make like a a tuna salad or a crab salad out of that. It's really kind of awesome.
1: Excuse me, Kathy, there's a question from MJ. She said the canned jackfruit that she's seen is shredded. Is that okay to use?
2: It is okay to use. I have not seen canned shredded jackfruit. This is one I get at the Asian market. Leave that in there. But yes, you could use it. This is just going to look a little more beef stewy, which is okay. So now what we're going to do... All right is we've got about three cups of potatoes. These could be baby potatoes. This is my larger yellow thin potatoes cut to masquerade as baby potatoes. <laughs> and I'm gonna go ahead and put my carrots in there because I want these to get nice and cooked soft.
0: And so we'll cover those and let those cook a little bit. And I'm gonna lower the temperature a bit.
2: And then the other ingredients I have off to the side, I meant to, to toss the jackfruit with some smoked paprika, but we'll add it in before we put it in instead. It doesn't matter the order that much. And I have some red and green cabbage. So it's going to be a really pretty meal so I want to let these potatoes cook until they're fork tender which means you can easily pierce them with a fork and then we'll add in the cabbage I just cut very thin but you could also use pre-shredded cabbage in here if you wanted to just like if you had the tiny baby potatoes you could probably use those whole as well and maybe now we'll make take a little interlude and make our special secret shake because last was it last time or the time before I made the strawberry shake and chef AJ loved it
1: I posted the picture of it today on social media to get people to try to watch today Charles loves it we make it several times a week
2: and the thing is, is you don't have to just make it as a strawberry shake you really can make it however you want so, I usually like to start with oats. So, basically, these ice creamless shakes, first we're making the milk, <laughs> then we're adding the flavors. And if those flavors happen to be frozen fruit, you may not need to add any ice today. I was so sad, Chef AJ. I bought a whole thing of mint, a whole big bunch of it, and it froze in my refrigerator.
1: That's too bad. Oh. So,
2: I have. <laughs> These tiny bits of mint that are trying to come back because it's spring here. So obviously, that's not enough mint, but I'm going to pull some of that off to use as garnish.
1: <laughs> um, Kathy, Joe's wanting to know where the recipes are. I haven't posted them on the YouTube uh, show notes yet because I can't find them.
2: I sent it to you in an email this morning. Oh,
1: this morning. Okay, that's why I'm looking. Okay, for the email. I don't Thank have...
2: You. Yeah, there's, there's not a recipe for this shake because we're making it up right now.
1: We're making it live as we go along.
2: Oh, live today. And so I'm going to use some peppermint extract. But if you prefer to not do that, and if you have a big handful of mint, you may be able to do this without adding any other green. So a shamrock shake is an old McDonald's shake that would come out around St. Patrick's day that was a mint shake, and it's green. So. I have some shredded collard greens, because I try to go ahead when I get them to clean them and shred them like this, because then I can just toss them in anything I want. I have some dates that have been soaking. So I'm, pro- I'm going to do about two handfuls, which is about a quarter cup of oats. And Chef AJ, you're welcome to take notes and put this up.
1: <laughs> now they got to do it for themselves. <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: And so the most important thing, then I want to go ahead and get some of these dates. They haven't been soaking that long, um, but there were a couple that were a little bit harder than the rest. So probably three to four dates, depending on your personal taste. Like Chef AJ might say, I would only use two dates, and I might. And Cheryl might be, I'd like you to put six dates. Are Are you
1: using medjool or Deglet Noor? How big are they?
2: They sure do look like Deglet Noor, though they said medjool. Yeah, I think they're Deglet Noor. If they're small, you need
1: yeah, you need more when they're small.
2: But you know what? You could always do this and do two, blend it up, and taste it, and go. Yeah, that's not doing it for me. And add some more and blend again. So it never hurts if you add too little. It only hurts if you add too much because we can't take it back out, right? Now, and this is some soaking water. I could pour that in, but I'm just not gonna. You could use it if you wanted to. I have fresh water over here. And I'm gonna probably put about two cups in-ish. And so let's go ahead make our milk. And while the milk is making, I'm gonna grab a nice glass too. And I'm gonna check on the mushrooms. I'm gonna do all the things. I'm gonna leave it on low for a minute because, like I said, these dates haven't soaked long.
0: Okay, guys, the recipes are now in the show notes on YouTube.
1: Thank you, Joe, for asking. He's watching on Facebook. He wouldn't see it anyway.
0: As he goes to YouTube. Sorry for all the command time.
2: And I'm going to let it sit a minute and then I'm going to go again because those little pieces are soaking it in better. Let me let you. See. So, see. These have just dried up a little bit. And see how that is right there? That is all the yummy flavor. So some of it came out, but most of it's captured in here. So it's gonna be like this mushroom powerhouse yumminess that we're gonna put in there. And I think we still have a little more time on our jet. I, I can show you
0: what it's done in about seven minutes. And we want to be just a little more oomphed to it.
2: I don't know, Chef AJ, I might get done within the hour.
0: Well, it's okay if you're not. I was just saying
1: when we go less than an hour, I can also post the video on Instagram, but no biggie. You never should have to feel rushed.
2: It's okay. We're doing lots of things.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, it's just interesting because, you know, your slot just happens to coincide with a lot of holidays and next month uh, you're, you're, you're on P- Passover right and right before Easter. So it
2: just Ooh. tell me, so I know I did some, some stuff with quinoa for rolling foods at Passover a number of years ago. I think I made, and I know this is controversial. So I am not an expert on Passover and when I tried to research Passover foods got very tricky, but I made quinoa flour noodles and I made a kugel. I made an apple caramel, date caramel kugel with that. But if you have some requests. I mean, traditional
1: things that are like, if you ever go to a Passover Seder, a haroset, which is that apple and walnut and wine kind of yumminess.
2: Oh, we could do that. Matzah. (gasps) What if we did that as a ninja creamy ice cream?
1: Oh, my God. (gasps) That sounds amazing. And then, of course, matzo ball soup is very traditional. Uh, Gefilte fish with horseradish is very traditional. So uh, simis, which, oh, I love simis, but obviously without the meat, it's a, this simis literally means in Yiddish, it's a big deal because it was always a big deal to make. It was things like parsnip, carrot. Uh, it, I think potato, It's that's actually really good. If you go to a blog of a friend of mine named Zell Allen called Veg Paradise, uh, she that you just to get ideas of what Passover is, you know, and, or Nava, Nava Atlas as well.
2: And well, Nava Atlas and I are good friends and Zell and I are Facebook friends. We've never met in person, but they're very, very sweet. Okay, so we just have this milk and what I want to do is just paste it tasting is it sweet, it's just going to be oat milk. I think that's pretty good. So I'm going to take, you know, I'm not trying to get two servings of kale in me or collards, I just want to make this colored brightly green without using food color. I'm going to start out with a quarter teaspoon.
0: So anywhere from a quarter
2: to a half teaspoon. Mint extract gets a little bit hairy fast. And what I mean by that, I'm thinking too many things. And what I mean by that (laughs) is um, it can be too strong. I make it too strong for Cheryl all the time, just all the time, all the time. So let's check on this guy. Because again, I told you, there we go. I don't have my fan on. I'm just a hot mess today, Chef AJ. That's okay. What's going on with me today?
1: Mercury and retrograde. I don't know.
2: Whew. It's been it's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks See there. Isn't that better with a fan? It's not mm. perfect. But. Hey, listen,
1: Melody says her local library has your slow cooker and instant pot cookbook. That's pretty cool. I don't know if people realize uh, that you can at least I can't vouch for every state in the United States. But in California, there's a form, and that's how people have gotten my books into the library, by going into the library, filling out the form and requesting the book. And I will donate to any library for free. You know, so just let me know. I mean, if it's a real library, not like a person, because that would be <laughs> kind of expensive, not, you know.
2: Not the library of Kathy Hester. No, you actually, <laughs> you you donate to my library all the time. I need to not say anything.
1: Mm. That looks so good, oh. the stuff you have on the side.
2: This? Yeah, I These? mean, just
1: the beautiful, the beauty of the oh. two cabbages, you
0: know, the color.
2: I like using both whenever I can. Okay, so evidently this has a timer. So now I'm getting it back up there.
0: And so I'm just picking the mushrooms in.
2: I'm gonna take the lid off. The potatoes are not ready. So the mushrooms are going to help flavor this broth a little bit. And I do want it to reduce a little bit. You could have it more as a stew, but I kind of want it more like what I grew up with is old fashioned beefy kind of stew. And when I was making this, I did have someone from Ireland on the show, who was talking to me, who was watching the show and gave the thumbs up on this one. So I've never had true, you know, Irish stew. Okay, now, now back to the shake. Okay, so we've got some flavors in here. And I want to put my flavors in there. And then also we're going to put some of that ground chia seeds. And again, remember, I like to grind mine extra. So you can kind of see that. So it's a little bit finer than if you bought ground chia seeds. And we're going to use about a half teaspoon of this. And what this does, you could also use some xanthan gum if you're okay with xanthan gum. We're just going to put it in there. Once we add ice, if I didn't put this in and we put it in with ice, it's going to separate. There'll be the icy part and the liquidy part. It's kind of mixed in together, but it's very separate and it doesn't seem as ice cream-like.
1: Well, you're like the biggest fan of ice. You even have a special machine just for ice.
2: Yes, I do. I'm getting ready to review another one too. (gasps) I, I love ice by Kathy Hester, my next book. Do you have a recipe,
0: Kathy? Kathy, do you have a recipe for ice?
2: Hmm. Well, I didn't take my filtered water, well water from my house. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm just
2: kidding but that, that, I know most, I I'm like eye. how can I make it more artisanal than that I don't think I can but someone's going to ask me for my ice
0: recipe I guarantee it yeah pretty gorgeous So the flavor,
2: the color, all that needs to be right before we add an oh isn't that pretty?
0: Gorgeous.
2: You can taste it.
0: Oh such a a beautiful color.
2: It's minty goodness, I tell you. And we'll get the jackfruit out in a second. I'm gonna go to my special nugget ice maker that's over in the corner. You can't see it anymore. And I'm gonna Put ice in here, and what you want to do is you would like to use crushed ice if you can. Less ice makes it thinner, more ice makes it thicker, right? So you can make it exactly the way you like it. With me and my ice love, I probably have three or four cups of ice in here, and I'll show you what this, and I know none of you are going to Sonic. Nugget ice is often called Sonic ice or hospital ice. And that's why it's so, and it just, you can, oh, it's so delicious. Okay. So I'm going to. You think you could
1: put that in a Ninja Creamy pint and spin it?
2: Oh, absolutely. Any of the milks that I'm making, any of the creamers, any of these shakes, like actually from the strawberry shake, I put that in a Creamy pint and it worked great. Um, with the ice, it's not going to help the creamy pint. What I would do is before I put the ice in, that's what I would use for the creamy pint. Right? I would not put the ice in and blend it and do it.
0: Let's take a look.
2: And also, if you're using regular ice, it's going to take a lot longer than that. Because it's going to take a while.
0: Have you ever used like um, essential oil, mint or anything like that? Or mint extract?
2: Mm. Oh, you guys. I'm going to blend it just a minute more. Now, there's certain ones you can eat. Don't just go to uh, TJ Maxx and get any of those oils and eat them. Because that's not going to work out too well. Because they're not food safe. But there are some, I believe doTERRA and Young Living have some that are food safe. All right. And actually before we pour this, let's see how our potatoes are doing. They're getting there. And we're gonna go ahead and put our jackfruit in. And I want you to see,
0: my glasses keep fogging up okay can you guys kind of see that let me see if I can left hand this so see how it has
2: more texture and when I'm doing this it it's juicy and it has a little more toothsomeness I'm going to change hands
0: so that I can get this in going to do it different. Another use for parchment, transporting it with my parchment. And I'm just letting it fall in. So if you're trying
2: to use jackfruit, especially with people who are meat eaters, this is a nice way to go. You can break it up some if you want to. Like these are pretty big pieces, so I think I might cut them in half. And I can just do that with this wooden spoon. Not all of them do I need to, but I think I'll do that. We'll let them soak some more in this. Okay. And let's go ahead and add our cabbages to start cooking too while we're here and the other thing is I said I did not put any smoked paprika in so let's put for me I like it smoky so I'm going to put probably a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon probably half a teaspoon is where you should start and to me just that smokiness gives it more of an illusion to meat as well but again i grew up in the south where most meats were smoked and i love smoky flavors just as a human being and they work just as well on plants if not better i can tell you i don't miss miss meat at all and i have it in oh my gosh it's been almost 40 years. I'm really close to like a round number now. 40 years with no, no meat.
1: Yay. I'm, I'm, I'll be 40, 46 years in six months from today. Exactly.
2: I went vegetarian when I, when I was 18. And so I turned 58. I become almost a grown up.
1: You're five years younger than me.
2: Oh, I feel like a baby sometimes. I know I don't look like a baby. So nobody needs to tell me that. but <laughs> Although I will say, I think wearing silly t-shirts takes at least five years right off. Yeah.
1: Um, Sandra says, can you use corn jackfruit in a sandwich minus the veggies? It, it, it... Yes.
2: Yes, you could. And thank you for saying that because I do want to bring up something else too here. I'll move this away for a moment. And we can um, chat. I can get my mouse right. Wow. It's that day, y'all. um So, I have a recipe on plantbasedinstantpot.com for corned beets, B E E T. And so, you slice them thin on a mandolin, wear a safety glove, and know it's not okay for just a second to hold it with your oh my hands. god kathy
1: yesterday the lady uh, uh her name is uh, lay she and she sliced a cucumber without a glove and i i just cringed i don't know why people do that it drives me crazy they think it's never going to happen to them i cannot tell you how many people said that and then it happened to them where they sliced their thumb off Ugh.
2: i'm laughing not at the lady because i'm not that kind of person but i'm laughing at when i did the um Anybody else check your stainless steel straws up to the make sure you do that. There could be something lurking in there. Um I'm not paranoid all the time. I'll put a little mint sphere. And see, look at this. Is this not super adorable?
1: I love it. There uh live viewer, let me read the comment, uh named Sarah. Uh, said that she had a shamrock shake today with plant milk, frozen banana, fresh mint, and spinach. She loves the idea of adding oats and she'll do that in the future. Thanks for the
0: idea.
2: And yeah, these ice creamless milkshakes are a lot like smoothies, they're like creamy smoothies. Um, but I was laughing about the mandolin because the first time I used a mandolin was when I made potato chips for vegan cooking in your air fryer, that book that I did. And I had to decide if I was still vegan or not, if I'd eaten a piece of my skin fried up. Uh. I decided it's mine. So that seems okay. (laughs) That's why I did not restart the count for that. But yeah, I mean we all think that we're going to do better but anyhow when you do it like that i had it at this little restaurant in winston-salem north carolina we were watching the christmas lights which are super fun in tanglewood if you guys live in the area like like you drive for miles and there's like over in the side you see somebody do a golf ball and you see it go all the way over and do the thing and you see oh, oh it's so much fun and so we go every year and we stopped at this little place and so it was at night and they had a regular corned beef sandwich and a vegan corned beef sandwich. And it looked so much like it and the texture, the thinness and everything was so much like it. I called them to make sure they gave me the right sandwich. And after that, I was like, ooh, I need to make a corned beef because then it looks all nice and red and another thing you could do is add some beet juice or pickled beet juice would be brilliant to give the jackfruit a little bit of the red but it would take away from all these other beautiful colors that you get to see here right And I could add more cabbage this this is about the amount of cabbage Cheryl will tolerate <laughs> and we could leave it brothier but I'm kind of like cooking it down to here. And now
0: if I taste this, this broth.
2: Oh guys. So in the beginning I tasted it. Remember I said, well, it's kind of watery but we're gonna reduce it down. Right here is where it tastes like money must taste. If money tasted good, (laughs) I would not put money in my mouth. I recommend you do not put money. Just remember what your mom said. You don't know where that's been. But <laughs> that it's like rich, dark, that Worcestershire sauce, along with like the cinnamon and the ginger and just a hint of mustard. Like you don't taste any of those individual things. What you taste is like a corned beef thing. Like that's why when we think of pastrami, pastrami is actually like a list of spices. My pepperoni spice is a list of spices. And when these spices get blended together in a certain way, it creates this really interesting, wonderful taste that's partly a combination and depends on the amounts. Now, I did not put any salt in except for the dill pickle juice. And your mileage may vary. You might want to put some more salt or salt substitute in here. You might want to put some more pepper. I may actually add a little extra dill pickle juice and see if I can temper it that way. But hopefully now you see that even though there's a whole lot of spices, right? I had to get a whole, the worst thing is I have to get all this out and put it back. Okay, so that's what, two minutes? But once we get this broth, you could even, if you have a really difficult job or you just, when you come home, you just can't do any of this much. After dinner, put together the spices for the broth and maybe the whole broth in a container. Put it up for tomorrow. And then tomorrow, pour all that in. Cook the jackfruit and do that part. But it's really inexpensive. Because, and I use two cans of jackfruit. You could cut this recipe in half easily, but it also will... It doesn't freeze perfectly because potatoes don't freeze perfectly, but I'm, I'm gonna give some of this to some friends of mine and you could serve it as is in a bowl. You could put it over something else. Like, I think it would be really nice. This is my Southernness coming over a bed of sauteed collard greens. I think that could be really yummy maybe even dilled collard greens or dilled kale, something like that. And then you have your super healthy, not expensive dessert. Because food, every time I go, I, for, I got a big cabbage because they didn't have any little cabbage choices. And that's the first time in my life I've spent $3 on a cabbage. So, you know, make things work, use the amount of cabbage you want to use, but then go ahead when you're shredding it, Shred up the rest so you can put in sautées, smoothies, make a quick coleslaw, whatever you want to do, depending on how cold or hot it is. So that way, too, you're not going to have any food waste. So think about your time and your spoonfuls of energy and not just this recipe, but any recipe. You know, we could make smoothie packets for the week. We could make, you know dried jar soups of lentil soup and grains and spices that we just pour in the Instant Pot with our water. So there's always a way to make things easier to fit in with how you're feeling just right now.
0: Yep. Yum. I'm gonna
2: take a piece of this. Actually, let me let you see one of this, the pieces of jackfruit up close, too. See, look at that. When you if,
0: It looks like meat. It really does.
2: It's kind of crazy.
1: It's creepy and, almost, huh?
2: Yeah, I mean, and don't worry. You can see close enough. Because, like, usually what we do is we squeeze that part off, which makes it look like shredded chicken. But this, it had a big oh so good you can really taste the marinade even though we didn't cook it as long as i wanted to Mm. and it just gives it a little bit of heartiness that if you're having some people over any day or for saint patrick's day this would give them something a little more satisfying i think sometimes when jackfruit isn't baked first and used in something like this It just seems light and wispy, almost like lettuce does, you know, it doesn't feel like it has a lot of substance. So, Chef AJ, what are you making for St. Patrick's Day?
1: I don't. What day of the week is it? Whatever's for dinner. Let's see. I don't. (laughs) What day is the seventeenth? Well, it's a Friday. I don't know. Yeah, I have. I I, Kathy. I don't know about you. I kind of eat almost the same thing every day. For lunch, for sure, and dinner. My favorite food is Mexican, so we have that almost every night. You know, growing up in California, like we'll do tostadas three nights a week, and I'll do enchiladas one night a week. I love Mexican food.
2: I like Mexican food a lot actually think- you'll be
1: coming on may may 2nd so you can do something for Cinco de Mayo it's like your schedule seems to work great with the holidays
2: that's awesome we'll make some good taco fillings and things like that maybe we'll make a salsa do you have anyone who's been doing anything with dried chilies
1: you know we did have a class once with Kelly Williamson who has a show where she made salsas that was a while back you know
2: so we could do something like that I'll I'll think about that too. So do you ever do a
1: brown salsa, like a mole or a pasilla?
2: Mm-hmm. Those, are,
1: those are my favorite. Those are my absolute favorite.
2: And I would, love you, would you serve that over, say, like rice or something? Yeah, you totally could. You could either serve it like a beef stew as is. So like in a bowl, this is kind of a traditional. This is like. Well. It looks like it doesn't have any of the flavors like my mom's beef stew. She would put stew beef, potatoes, carrots, and some stuff. And we just ate it like that in a bowl. If you didn't grow up like that, you could serve it over quinoa, brown rice. You could serve it over some thick noodles. Could be interesting too. And if you wanted to, you could leave the potatoes out of this part and make mashed potatoes and serve everything over mashed potatoes.
1: Kathy, speaking of noodles, because you're very ingenious, this would be so cool if you could figure it out. So I'm very blessed to live in the Sacramento area because for like 12 years, I never went to restaurants because it was just too expensive to get such a small amount of food that was vegan and they never would do SOS free, or if they did, there was still SOS in it. But here they really do. And they have entire oil-free SOS-free menus. It's incredible. And so there's this restaurant called Faux Fresh that we actually have a meetup at tomorrow. My friends took me last week for an early birthday lunch, and he makes long noodles out of these long king oyster mushrooms. And the thing that's so cool is like, you know, I mean, of course you can do zoodles, but zoodles are delicious, but they don't really taste like noodles. But these look and taste just like noodles. And if you could figure out how to do that, because they're expensive, you know, they're like $6 an order. Like you can buy them to go, but I guess they're hard for him to make because he's got to find a really long king oyster mushroom. He said he has to chill at first. He has to have a very special tool, but they were so good. So we had pho or pho and like, it was like eating noodles, but without the flour, it blew my mind.
2: That would be really interesting. It's very easy for me to get king mushrooms because we've got some great Asian markets near me. I did find, because I and the, I had ordered it on Timu, which is kind of like this Chinese site and it didn't happen. They have this thing. It almost looks like if you, well, actually it is for tofu and you make tofu noodles by pressing them through. And I don't know if that would work with an uncooked king mushroom, but I wonder if I cooked it. But also you probably could use, um, Oh, I don't think I have a Julianne peeler. I bet a Julianne peeler would work. I do have a Julianne thing on one of my mandolins. So we could totally try that. Because I like that. We've, We've recently gotten some artichoke pasta too. That I think it's just made, instead of, it's not like made out of artichoke flour. It's just the artichoke. Cut into noodles. Have you tried those? I think it's Palmini. Oh, Palmini from
1: Hearts of Palm. Those are very good. Yeah.
2: So. Oh, what was what, of- cool about this, Kathy,
1: is you know I I, I don't I don't eat for nutrient density or diversity. I don't believe in that. You know, there's a great video by Dr. Doug Lyle. that's called "Nutrient Obsession." Stop it now. And people are always saying how healthy mushrooms are, but I don't. I'm not really a fan. But when they were made into noodles, I didn't know I was eating mushrooms.
2: You know, there are a lot of people who aren't super mushroom fans and I always,
1: well, they're creepy to me, you know, I mean,
2: (laughs) I can, I can see your point. And if they're not cooked right, they are unpleasant in your mouth, but if they're cooked right, they can be kind of magical. So when I'm cooking, so if I was cooking for you, like I make this amazing oil-free mushroom gumbo and it is one of the best dishes I make period and you can get the recipe at plant-based instant pot but I mince the mushrooms and what the mushrooms do they are much like in here is it gives it this really warm dark flavor and and so but like I was never a big fan very like on occasion I can have just a whole cooked portobello But most of the time, it just doesn't work as well, I think, as cutting things up and using them and like having it in a dumpling filling or a soup or stew just brings so much flavor. In other words, I'll have to convince you by cooking. Well, you know what,
1: Kathy, when when somebody takes your pepperoni spice, which you generously uh, contributed to my last book and puts them on mushrooms and air fry them, I'll eat mushrooms that way, you know.
2: yeah and you could do it just the way we did this like so i didn't do anything but like quarter these were a little big so i six some (laughs) mushrooms you know and just put them on a piece of paper you could totally like you could rinse those just rinse them with a little water put some sort of spice on it put it in the oven or the air and it'll stick you can use aquafaba if you have it but honestly even with potatoes and most vegetables have a little bit of starchiness to them that will hold on that size.
1: Nice. Uh, there's a question. I think she might be tuning in late from Sandra because she asked what brand of jackfruit is that? Did you remove the jackfruit seeds or they, or were there none?
2: Okay. So the deal with the seeds, and actually I can, you can see, I used the R-O-D. I don't know how to say that. It looks like it's from Thailand.
1: You know, Trader Joe's sells canned jackfruit for those of you who have a Trader Joe's. It's a regular item. There's a little bit of salt, but you could rinse it.
2: And anything with brine, always you want to rinse. So you guys see that little eye? That's a seed cut in half. And so there are times that in my recipes, I have removed the seeds when I want to shred it. Because if I'm doing shredded chicken tacos, I don't want this big circle in the middle of it. Because I think it just kind of breaks up what you're looking at. Ripe jackfruit seeds are edible. And uh, no, yes, they're edible and you make them in whole things this in the young green ones they are edible but they're not exactly the same way you have to cook the ripe ones a special way but the unripe ones just get to go in there you want to see it again
0: sure i haven't had the yellow jackfruit for a while
2: you guys see that a little bit
0: it's like a perfect triangle
2: yeah and it's it's really this part. So if I was making this, I make um, a jackfruit tortilla soup, and I take these and I squish them because since I I baked it, it's not going to squish the same way, and it looks like shredded chicken. And then I just take these and I kind of do that with them. And this is going to be my lunch, so I'm very excited, as you can tell. Um, but I like this because it's it gives you a little bit of a texture that you don't normally get to have and you don't have to do very much. So if you had baby potatoes or small potatoes you're cutting those in half. You could buy whole slaw cabbage mix and put it in here. So you can make this as easy as you want to. And you I'm not against Trader Joe's jackfruit at all, but um I had a case of this jackfruit, so I'm still going through it, but when it's gone, it'll depend on which one's cheaper.
0: When it's gone, it's
1: gone. Operators are standing by.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There was this Amazon warehouse store during the pandemic that isn't there anymore, and so I literally got like like cases of organic beans and all this organic vegan stuff because no one else was buying any of it. And so I got a case of jackfruit for $8. I miss it.
0: It's great stuff.
2: Well, this was a great presentation, Kathy. Well, I appreciate you guys being patient with me being evidently a little spacey today, but it's all seemed to work out. Also, it's spring here, evidently, like two months. This is from my... um, camellia bush this is just a fraction and the baby's breath is in full bloom so if you guys were thinking kathy never buys flowers for her things i didn't buy these either but i'm also going to try drying the camellia leaves you're supposed to be able to make some sort of tea out of them
0: wow it's cool all right well we look forward to having you back next month it's always fun to have you
2: I can't wait. And then, and maybe before then, we'll be doing a super secret one.
1: Yeah, that's right. We and Kathy got something planned. So, guys, make sure you're uh, subscribed to my YouTube channel or my mailing list, or preferably both, uh, because we are going to do a special one where we're going to have something very cool that maybe you know about, maybe you don't. But when it comes to making stuff with machines, <laughs> you got to go to Kathy first. I can, I'm like, I, I'm like, your birthday's in May, isn't
2: it, Kathy? It's in April.
1: It's in, so and you are a tourist, but April what?
2: April 27th.
1: Okay, so you're not going to be on right around your birthday because it'd be interesting to see what you make for your dinner. Or maybe you go out.
2: You know, it all depends. For years, I would have people over so I can make exactly what I wanted. But oftentimes, I know you've been to Fiction Kitchen in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, she's great. It's is that
1: restaurant still going strong? She was the first chef that got me to like okra because she grilled it.
2: Caroline is amazing. So if you guys are coming through the Triangle area at all, and that would be like Chapel Hill, Durham, Carborough, Raleigh, you've got to go to Fiction Kitchen. She's actually moving within Raleigh, so it's going to be a place that has a parking lot. Now she's downtown, and it's going to be more tables, so I'm super excited about that. We're actually going this weekend because Cheryl's birthday is on Saturday, so we're going for her birthday there but that's a lot of times our little fancy getaway spot. And it's, it's fancy to us because we've been eating at home most of the time, but she always has both healthy and unhealthy choices. So it's really easy to go with a lot of people and everything right now, I think when you went, everything was vegetarian and 95% of everything could be made vegan. Now everything's vegan.
0: And so that makes it even easier. Very cool.
2: Yeah, but I'll th- I'll think about that too. But um, also I got to think about some Passover stuff. You might have give me some notes too, and then we'll think about that. And then I'll do a Cinco de Mayo too.
1: Like a vegan seder.
2: Vegan seder. I've been to. I've only been to a few Seders. and that's I did make matzo ball soup, but it, I'm having I have a lot of trouble finding affordable, gluten-free vegan matzah.
0: Okay. Maybe you
1: got to make it then.
2: Oh, okay. We'll talk about that too. All
1: right. Well, Kathy, this was great. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you. And thanks everybody for tuning in. It's always so great to hang out with you.
1: Yeah. And we're going to do for sure. This is my birthday month. So whatever we do, that special thing we talked about, it'll be this month before March 22nd. So subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you like it, give it a thumbs up and please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time when my guest is Dr. Jessica Cran. She is a plant-based dermatologist in Manhattan and she talks healthy skin glowing from within. You got to get the questions in for the medical doctors. And we have a lot of questions on wrinkles. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.